This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 42. Hey, my friend, welcome to the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Today is Friday, and on Friday we talk about health and fitness. Today I want to talk to you about relationships that are life-giving and the importance of relationships for your overall health and well-being. And this is an area, this is an area that depending, we've talked this week about our personalities, depending on how we're wired, we will allow ourselves to be around the wrong kinds of people for far too long. And they suck the life out of us and we come away feeling drained and discouraged and sad. However, there are other people in our lives that will build us up and that will will, will be uplifted and will be inspired after we've been with them. But we find ourselves spending all too little time with them. It was way back in the early 1980s when I was a freshman in college that I had a test where we had to come up with all of the 39 kings of Israel and Judah, and we had to do them all in order, and we had to state whether or not they were a good king or an evil king. And so there was this kid, Rob, who was on the second floor. I went down to his room, and we had our lists, and I laid on his roommate's bed, and he was gone, and he laid on his bed, and we had our lists held up above us, and we found these little tricks of memory and these little comparisons where we memorized all those kings. And then the next day, we walked into Old Testament class, and we both aced the test. And since that day, our friendship has only grown. That was almost 40 years ago. You know, there are relationships that are good, and then there are relationships that are not so good. In fact, it says in the scriptures, it says in Proverbs 18, that a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then in the chapter before that, it says in Proverbs 17, 17, that a friend loves at all time, and a brother is born for a time of of adversity. In verse 22, it says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. You know, if there's somebody who's cheerful around us, That's good medicine for us. So, Pastor, let me ask you, let me ask you, we can go through these stretches when we're around people that take a little chunk out of our hide, something they say or something they do, or they're complaining about something, or or you've done like 18 things, but there's two of those 18 things that they just come at you and they start criticizing and picking apart, and it's just exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting and psychologically exhausting. Now, contrary to that, speaking of my friend Rob, he just celebrated 25 years in ministry at his church in Philadelphia. One of his pastors on staff got the idea that, hey, why don't we bring his friend Jeff and Jeff's wife, Debbie, why don't we bring Jeff and Debbie to the church the weekend that we celebrate his 25-year anniversary, and we'll surprise him. So I got into town Saturday night, his brother and his brother's wife met us, and we, we went out to eat with them. We had the greatest time. I mean, we spent hours on this like three or four course meal and a beautiful place, and it was just relaxing. We took our time. We laughed, and we told stories, and we cried about some things, and it was just, we had an amazing time. Love these people. We've known these people for close to 40 years. I told Rob about that the next day, and of course, you know, he he was he was a little bit like, uh, jerk. You know, you were here and you had a great time last night, but it didn't include me. No, 
but it included your brother. It included the brother you love and the sister-in-law who's been so good for your family. And we spent, Debbie and I spent that time with them. It was so life-giving and it was so encouraging. We just had the nicest time. We needed that. We needed that. And then I spent the next couple of days with Rob and with his wife, Kelly, my wife and I did. And it was just a fantastic time. It was time around people that had known us for decades and decades. There's nothing we could say, there's nothing we could do that would cause them to love us any less, that would cause them to change their opinion about us. They know us as they say, warts and all. Sometimes, Pastor, you've got to find opportunities to spend time with people like that. And you may say, well, I don't have anybody like that in my life. You know when the best time to plant a tree was, right? 30 years ago? And the second best time to plant a tree is today. If 30 years ago, you didn't, you either weren't alive or you weren't old enough to pick your friends yet, then do it today. Then do it today. You start knocking on the doors of pastors in your community or in the next community or the next community or the community to the south or the community to the west. You start knocking on doors and you are going to find a pastor who's wired similar to you who's got the same passions and the same desires and the same loves, the same burdens, the same goals, and you can hit it off with somebody and develop a life-giving relationship. Don't ever think that it's too late. I'm so thankful that I did it way back in the early 80s, and we've had all this time. We've got all this history, and we can get together, and it's just fantastic. But, you know, I've got some people that I've known only for the last— five to 10 years, the last uh, 15 to 20 years. I've got people that I met just recently. I enjoy spending time with them. They're life-giving people. There's one gentleman, we hardly know each other. He's been coming to my church, oh, for maybe six months. I love being around the guy. I just, it's just the way he's wired, the way he's made up. I just enjoy my time with him. Yeah, I'm his pastor, and so you have to factor that in. That's why I say, Go find a pastor of another church that you can spend time with. If you're a woman, go find another woman pastor of another church that is wired like you are. And it may take a little work, but just like delegating, the initial input of time and energy and investment, it's it's tough sometimes. It takes a little while. you got to be committed. Oh, but the return on that investment is going to be so good. So, when we think about our health and our fitness, and we think about how we feel and, and how how we feel impacts how we do in life and how we do in ministry and how we perform in efficiency and tasks and all that, we talk about our mental and psychological well-being. You've got to have good people in your life. You've got to have those relationships that are life-giving to you, those relationships that pour into you. And I know, I know I know there are some of you listening, and you're like, Jeff, I don't have those relationships. Hey, find those relationships. That's your job over the next six months. Seek, and you will find. Find those relationships, because if you will do that, two years from now, you're going to be really glad you did it. Three to five years from now, you're going to be really glad that you did it. Pastor, I give you permission. You need encouraging relationships in your life. But you have got to invest time in finding them and developing them. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for them. It's good to talk to you today. 
I'll see you next week on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.